Hello and welcome to Not Quite a Podcast. This is the October episode of the monthly podcast. I'm sorry it's a little bit late this one. Normally we aim to get this to you at the beginning of each month, but we're a little bit delayed. Uh, I had a few things going on, so sorry for having a life outside the podcast. No, I'm joking. Love you already. Thank you once again for tuning in, listening in. It really does create me as a human. So it's October. We're going to get things a little bit spooky coming up. It's the top five bands to listen to this Halloween if you're having some sort of fright fest where you are. There's also a spooky story and some album reviews coming up. So let's get this thing going, shall we? First up, I'm going to talk about a few albums that I've been listening to recently. You know you want to hear what I say about those things. Up first, it's Alter Bridge's latest album, and that is called The Last Hero. It's been out a little while now, but as I said, I've been a little bit behind on everything. So, The Last Hero, if you've heard Alter Bridge before, you're not going to expect anything different than, than what Alter Bridge do. They're the modern classic rock masters. The... Planet Rock style of band, if you if you get what I drift. So the the more modern band with a classic influence. Take Alter Bridge, take Shinedown, take Bol- uh, Blackstone Cherry, not Bowling Pursuit, but more on them later on. Um, Alter Bridge really do it well and do it more professionally than I think than any of the others. And they've got two absolute superstars in the group in Guitar Hero Mark Tremonti. There's not many modern day guitar heroes and guitar legends in my eyes, but Mark Tremonti is definitely one of them. Add that together with one of the finest voices in in metal and rock at the moment in Miles Kennedy. You've got an absolute dream combination. So is the album any good? Well, it's okay. There's some absolute bangers on this album. The uh, the first single to be released off it absolutely blew my mind. And that was Show Me a Leader. And it's absolutely Alter Bridge classic. It really, really is. Uh, I've just got a weird thing on my computer here. Hang on a second. Sorry about the destruction there. So yeah, Show Me a Leader is an absolutely fantastic single to, to release off this. Other album, uh, other albums, other songs that uh, that stand out are My Champion, which is a bit of a sort of an American sports montage type mu- music, but it does sound really, really good. And you've also got Poisoning Your Veins, which is fantastic too. As the album goes on, it does fade a little bit, as older bridge albums do. You get the, the bangers and the singles as such, and then it does tend to sort of slow down a little bit. Is this the best album they've ever released? No, it isn't. I still look to the first two as my favourites, and Fortress, which was the last one, which was a fantastic album too. This has, though, put them surely in the reckoning for a download headline spot, if not a sub-headline spot. Alter Bridge are that style of band now, and they're headlining an arena tour with Volby and Gajira coming up very soon, which I'm very much looking forward to. So, all in all, The Last Hero, it's a good album. It's not the best album of the year, and it's not the best album that Bridge have done, but definitely worth a listen. Next up, some pop punk for you, and after my sort of surprise album uh, and surprise delight of the Blink-182 album uh, earlier on in the year, it'd be interesting to see how two of pop punk's other big mainstays deal with their new releases. First up, Green Day, Revolution Radio. It came a bit out of nowhere, this album, after the triple album that they released a few years ago. Revolution Radio... It's an album by a band which aren't Green Day anymore. Green Day, when you think of classic Green Day, you think Dookie, you think Nimrod. You, yeah, early, like, mid, not, yeah, mid-90s punk rock, they're not a punk rock band anymore. As grandiose and as big and commercial as American Idiot was, it was still very punk rock. 
I think the decline of Green Day started on 21st Century Breakdown, and that's not to say that it's a bad album. Undostras could have been one album. Take the good stuff of three of those three albums and stick it on one disc, and you'd have had one decent album. This one, I didn't like it when I first heard it. Now, that was a real shame for me, because when Bang Bang got released, I absolutely loved that, and I thought, oh, some punchy, something gritty, something in your face. Green Day are here to fuck the world again. And then you, I listened to the album, and it's just a lot of drab again and this this was first listen and it just didn't click to me and I was like I gotta like this album I really want to like this album so I've listened to it probably about four or five times now and it is starting to click a little bit there are some great songs on this album still breathing is how you do a power ballad if you're a punk rock uh, pop punk band it is an absolute anthem the title track revolution radio is really good too um, it's just not what I'd hoped it really isn't, but they're a band that aren't what I hope for now anyway. Uh, Ordinary World is just a weird way to close the album on a really slow acoustic thing. It's not going to be time of your life anytime soon. Um, yeah, I just don't know what's going on with that. And a few of the other tracks are just a little bit, I don't know what's going on here. Apparently Green Day Sap produced this as well. And you think, what were they listening to when they listened back? I'm, I'm not hating it. I'm just not absolutely loving it from a band that have got such a big and amazing back catalogue. It's just okay. And if just okay is where this band wants to be to go and sell out another arena tour, which they are when they and they head over to the UK early next year, I think the dates are pretty much sold out already. And they're headlining the British Summertime Festival in Hyde Park next July as well. If that's the world they want to live in and release an album with... A handful of hits good enough for singles and nothing else then that's fine but it's not the green day that you love and it doesn't compare with anything of the past maybe we just need to accept that this is not a punk rock band anymore this is this is a pop rock band i don't i, I feel wrong saying that and i instantly regret saying that because don't know but i i don't know what kind of world green day see themselves in but it's a strange one, but it is better than the triple album mess, which was released a few years ago. So that's one thing for sure. Uh, on another, uh, I mean, well, they, Green Day, just on one more thing on Green Day, they said they wanted to kill pop punk. Maybe by releasing Drab is the way to kill pop punk. I don't know. Anyway, onwards and upwards, Bowling for Soup have released an album. They did this through a pledge music campaign. This album's called Drunk Dynasty. And again, it's just okay from a band that have got so many good singles and so many good albums in the past. Maybe it's growing up. Maybe it's me. Maybe these albums are all okay and I'm just wanting to be a teenager again and listen to pop punk and how it should be done. This is, I'm going to say, this is better than the Green Day album and it's it's not brilliant. There's some, there's some hilarious moments on this. Shit to do, don't be a dick, stop doing that. Are all really, really great fun. Again, it's just a handful of songs, really, for them to add to their extensive back catalogue when they tour. Catalyst is a bit of a serious moment. Volume Pursuit can do serious when they want, and Catalyst is probably the serious moment on this album. It's, it's again, it's, it's all right. It's worth a listen. You'll have fun. Um, it's better than the last two, so that's good. But a band that has spent a few years away and they've come back, you kind of wanted a little bit more. We haven't got a little bit more. This is what we're living with. Um... And I would say, if you want fun, listen to Drunk Dynasty over Revolution Radio. And that's what pop punk is meant to be, isn't it? Fun.
Next up, Ghost. It's not an album, it's an EP, but fuck me, what an opening song and what a single Ghost have released. So the purveyors of dark satanic music, they are back and they are stepping towards fucking superstardom like a heavy express train heading down a fucking tunnel i don't know where that came from but but they are if you have not heard square hammer do yourself a favor stop this podcast just remember to come back to us and go and listen to square hammer it's pop rock satanic style it's so so good it's off an ep called pope star which is the uh, title of their massive american tour it's the biggest tour that they're doing at the moment the rest of the ep is covers there's some okay moments on the covers. It's just they're not as not as good as none of them. None of them are good as if you have ghosts um, of the the last EP that they did. But fuck me, all is made up for with how good Square Hammer is. I cannot tell you how excited I am and how scared I am about Ghost after how um, massive Meliora went. Where where are they going to go from now? So this is to bridge the gap into the next album cycle. They are promising a UK and European tour next year as well. Ghosts are taking over the world. It's Halloween. Go and worship the devil on All Hallows Eve and stick some ghost on and just listen to Square Hammer on repeat. And what a fucking video it's got as well. That song could be Song of the Year. Dun, dun, dun. The Dark Lord's coming, motherfuckers. Keeping things spooky and creepy. I like what I did there. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a band called Creeper now. Now, Creeper have have released one of the best marketing campaigns and hype campaigns of a new release than anything else in music. They are one of the most exciting bands in music. Them and Ghost are just something that I listen to non-stop at the moment. Creeper, what's the best way to describe Creeper? How about AFI with a bit of meatloaf? With a bit of Morrissey, with a touch of the Misfits, it's it's a it's modern horror punk without being in your face horror punk, and that's what's going to allow them to be absolutely mega superstars. So they've released three EPs, and these EPs are incredible. The vibe, the scene, there's a cult brewing for this band. The shows are selling out. The shows are getting bigger. The live performances. I mean, I've not witnessed this live yet, but what I've seen online. The energy that this band have, it's it's incredible. They've got an absolutely, they've got something special here. They're working on their new album. Well, I say working on, it's done. They did it in secret, so there was no hype around the album. But there was some absolute hype about something. So just after their Reading and Leeds performances this year on the lockup stage, Creeper went into into sort of internet silence. There were wanted, well, missing missing persons posters posted up on their accounts. All the personal accounts went down. The main band went down on Twitter, apart from these missing people's posters for the band members. Then a telephone number appeared. If you phone the telephone number, you got this really eerie, creepy message, which would then just end. You then received a text message saying go to whereisjamesscythe.com and there was this story of a paranormal investigator for the government going missing whilst searching for uh, these, well, investigating these two myths and legends in the Southampton area, the Callous Heart Gang and The Stranger. Now these are both names of Creepers, two of, well, two of their three EPs. More and more creepy things appeared on the social media accounts 
there were paranormal cards, sort of weird messages coming up, and a, and a treasure hunt of creepiness setting up and around, and different people finding different answers, but still trying to locate James Scythe. Then a countdown appeared, a number of every day, a different amount of days, different amount of time, with just one message, we'll die holding hands. And then, two weeks ago, on the Radio 1 Rock Show, all was revealed to this absolutely massive single called Suzanne. Now, I raved about how big Square Hammer is. Suzanne is is right up there with that. This is, again, very meatloaf, very AFI, massive chorus, creepy verses as Creeper like to do. It's just, it's awesome. It's just absolutely awesome. You need to listen to this. You need to be a part of this band. This is a band which have got a brand new album. Well, their debut album. It's only EPs at the moment. The brand new album is coming out in March next year. It's called Eternity in Your Arms. This is going to be, this is like a My Chemical Romance moment here, where that was brewing up and the creativity that that band created. This is, this era's big thing. I can see it. You can, you can, there's so many places you can go with it. And the fact that it's not too heavy or not too alternative to not get radio play. Suzanne on Monday was Radio 1's track of the day. This is going to be a big thing. But do not get on this because it's a big thing. Get on this because this is a creatively brilliant, genius band with a very spooky edge. And if you want something to listen to around Halloween, go and do this. Also, this band is so good. I keep listening to the EPs on repeat. And I have a favourite song every different week. There's, I've got something else stuck in my head and I want to listen to it all over and over again. And I haven't had that from a new band for a long, long time. I'm really excited about Creeper. And you all need Creeper in your life. That is my view. So it is October. It is the month of spooky shit. Got the lights down here. The Ouija board set up. And we're going to conduct a paranormal investigation. No, we're not. I'm not fucking shitting you. I'm not, I'm not going to start communicating with the dead on this shitty little USB plug-in microphone. You wouldn't hear nothing apart from me dying, I'd imagine. Anyway... If you want to get into Creeper, this is a brilliant time of year to get into Creeper with the dark nights um, rapidly coming in and the, and the eeriness of the mornings. So, yeah, I really recommend that band. And maybe one day they'll make it onto this list. This is the top five bands to listen to at this time of year for your Halloween parties. Because you're all having Halloween parties, right? Come on. So, number five, they recently reformed... It, they couldn't think of a better time of year, really, to celebrate the genius of the Misfits. Now, I've said in several times in the past, I prefer Michael Graves to Dancing Era Misfits, but this is their time of year. They've got a song called Halloween. Go and get some punk rock on and crank up the Misfits at this time of year. Number four, the metal monster master of horror rock, really. It's Rob Zombie. He played in London uh, just uh, was it last night, so hopefully you may have seen him and caught the, sh the spook show live. But yeah, again, another band with a lot of anthems or on the horror side of things. And that last zombie album was absolutely fantastic. So just turn the lights off and yeah, get some zombie in your life. Number three, it's got to be Ghost, hasn't it? As I said, Satanic plays the dark one and all that. It's all about the, the spooks and the, and the freaks at this time of year. And Ghost are definitely that. Go and get some. I'm not going to talk much more about Ghost because I, I did that earlier on. So, yeah, Ghost at number three. Number two, it's my favourite artist of all time, Mr. Wednesday 13. He is coming to the UK for Halloween weekend. 
He's playing the whole of Fang Bang in its entirety. So if you go into that show, do enjoy. And then for Halloween night itself, he's going up to play a co-headline show with Michael Graves at the Whiskey Go-Go. What more from Halloween could you want from a man who has released songs such as Halloween 1313 and The Last Halloween in his, and the story of Trick or Treat in the Frankenstein's Drag Queens as well as We're Gonna Kill You. Yeah, it's all Halloween based with Mr. 13. Go and listen to that. And number one, there is only one man that can top any Halloween list. It's Mr. Alice Cooper. He's keeping Halloween alive. It's his holiday. He is the man. If you're having any sort of Halloween festivities this October, stay safe, stay creepy, and crank up the coop to number 13. Yeah, you know you want to. So, thank you very much for tuning in. Once again, I, I need to say it to Not Quite a Podcast. You can catch us on Twitter at Not Quite Pod. Um, this this seems to be slowing down a little bit for me recently, so thanks for anyone that's out there listening. I had some exciting plans to announce, but they have fallen through uh, regarding this podcast, so I'm going to keep building this up, and, and we'll see we'll see where we get to. But at the moment, I'm, I'm happy to talk to this microphone, as long as you're happy to listen to my annoying voice. That's great. If you want to see me do some DJing, I've got a couple of nights coming up with a Black Cat in Gloucester. I'm doing a Back to the 90s night again, which is always great fun. And that's on the first Saturday in November. And the usual trashed rock night shenanigans take place on the first Saturday of December. That's the last one of the year. That's at the Black Cat Cellar Bar underneath the Dick Whittington Inn. The very haunted Black Cat Cellar Bar, by the way. Um, so that's coming up in November and December. The Wednesday 13 uh, special, which I recorded and put up, that's still up on iTunes and SignCloud. It's basically me going on about my favourite band of all time and rating all his albums on a scale of bats, because that's what I do. Uh, this podcast will return in November, hopefully a bit earlier than before, where there will be live reviews from Steel Panther, Bowling for Soup and Buck Cherry, where I'm off to tomorrow night. So if you're out in Birmingham tomorrow night of that gig, I must hear. You may never know. You don't know who I am. Uh, I'm going to end this podcast on a spooky note. So last Halloween, I put out a podcast and I did a creepy, spooky story, a real life story. And it's the most listened to podcast to date. So why don't we do this again? This is a completely true account of an experience that I had. So take from it what you want. I gave an account last year of something else spooky. I'm not some massive paranormal investigator. Weird shit just seems to happen to me. So once upon a time, three years ago, I was in a city called Budapest in Hungary. Or uh, at the Cenotaph. I can't think of the word now. Big old fortress on a hill. That's it anyway. Just inside this fortress, uh, this fortress. That sounds like an interesting thing. Just inside this fortress, there was this museum where it took you underneath, and uh, it's these bunkers, these World War Two bunkers of where where you know plans would be made. So we had a look at these bunkers, and in each each sort of area that would tell you what went on in these bunkers, and we got into this one, and there was this Hungarian stuff written on the wall. Couldn't really make out what it was stood had a look around and we were the only it was just me and my wife were the only two people down there it didn't it was a massive tourist attraction so yeah we were the only ones down there very low light very dark and whilst we stood in this area and stood in this room this thing and I'll never forget it it just this strangest strongest smell of pipe smoke pipe tobacco just blasted me in the face 
and I went ice cold because there was no one around there. There was definitely no one around there smoking. And I looked at my wife and I said, can you smell pipe smoke? And she said, yes. And we sort of froze for what felt like minutes, but it was literally seconds before making a very speedy exit out of this room. We then grew some balls and went back to this room and had a look around. Couldn't smell anything. Just back to the normal air. I looked on the wall and under this Hungarian sort of sign, there was this little bit of English to say that this was the mess room of where officers would relax and take time out during the plannings of battle. So would obviously smoke. We were a little bit freaked out and made our way out. Again, there was only a, there was only us two down here. On the way out, there was a few more tourists coming down. None of them smoking. But behind, I I, I heard this stone rattling, like it was thrown. Turned around, could see nothing. Now this was a very old, bricky building, so obviously things could force. So I'm not saying that that was paranormal, but the smoke in the face was was very weird, very very spooky and very strange. We tried to speak to the guy on the gate, letting you down. The guy couldn't speak a fucking word of English, so he had no idea of two overhyped spook enthusiasts going on about this smoke in their face. Um, so, yeah, that was a, 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 was a true story, and who knows what caused that. Anyway, have a happy Halloween. Stay away from killer clowns. Go and get some candy. Have an amazing time. And this podcast will see you in November. Good day, creeps.